You're listening to the Joy Farmer Podcast, Episode 9. If you want to experience more joy in your everyday, create space to grow and raise all of your farm dreams, and fully honor who you are and what you value, then this podcast is exactly where you want to be. I'm Bev Ross, and I cultivate joy on my farm in the most surprising of places, and I can help you do the same. Welcome to the Joy Farmer Podcast. Hey, before we begin today's episode, I just want to let you know that I have recently started a fun, exclusive Joy crew over at patreon.com slash joyfarmer. If you're unsure what Patreon is, Patreon is a great place for listeners like you to support creators like me so that shows like the Joy Farmer podcast can be created and be the best that they can possibly be. So over on Patreon, you will get access to exclusive perks that only Patreons will get. There's an option to be added to a quarterly drawing for an awesome, cool, fun, joy-filled merch product. It'll be something like a mug or a hat or who knows, it'll be different and a surprise every quarter. So you definitely want to get in on that. And then there will also be special joy episodes, mini joy episodes that only Patreons will have access to. So if that's something that you're interested in, you can go check it out over at patreon.com slash joy farmer. Hey everyone, welcome to the Joy Farmer Podcast. I'm your host, Bev Ross, and oh my gosh, it's been a minute. It's actually been a little more than a minute. It's been about a month. And oh my gosh, time just 100% got away from me. But I think that that is kind of how life can end up going. Um... I don't think I'm alone in accidentally letting time get away from me, so I am so sorry that it has been so long since I have released an episode, but on the bright side, during that month when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about, I did start the notes for a ton of episodes, so they should start rolling out more often. And they should start rolling out a little faster since I have gotten those ideas out. And you're probably wondering why it took so long to get another episode to come out. And yes, I am a pretty busy person. It's the summertime and I live on a farm. So obviously there's a lot of extra work to do, but it was a little more than that. I had actually been struggling for a bit with just my mood and my attitude and the way that I had been feeling. And some of it probably did stem from just being a little overwhelmed in general. Uh, Life can be kind of overwhelming, whether you you work full time or have kids or have a farm. There's always a lot to do. uh, And During the summertime, it feels like there's even more to do. Um, You've got trips planned, you've got people visiting, you've got kids not at school anymore if you have kids. And so I think that a lot of that just kind of 
culminated and felt a little heavy on me and it got me a little stuck and I had trouble figuring out where to start. So today uh, we're going to talk about having a bad day or week or month because that's kind of what happens, right? When your mood starts to sour just a little bit, it can end up stretching a little longer than you intend it to. And while we can't control when a bad mood hits, there are some things that we can do to kind of prepare for them. And if we decide ahead of time how we're going to tackle a bad day or move forward when we feel stuck in a bad day or week or month, then we can possibly move forward a little faster. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So for this episode, a bad day is just when you're feeling sad or anxious and can't put your finger on why, or maybe you have more tasks on your to-do list than can be done in a day and more being added constantly, which just is kind of making you feel a little overwhelmed, or maybe you're in minor conflict with another person and can't fix it despite your best efforts. Another really good example of a bad day is just when the weather isn't right a car cut you off in traffic, or maybe an unexpected repair or extra work or maybe expense kind of landed on your plate and it soured your mood or made your life a little harder. And these are all things that are going to strike us all at one time or another. And I wanted to point out what kind of bad day we were talking about today just because I didn't want to give anybody the impression uh, that I think that these can work when like real tragedy strikes, Um, because that's going to happen to all of us at some point too. And that's not really what this episode is intended to tackle. This episode is intended to tackle like those small unexpected things that kind of just make you feel really so Like I let you know, I have had some bad days lately. Um, Thankfully, it was nothing too earth shattering, but here's where I'm at mentally because I want to be really transparent with you. Having my share of bad days and moods this month has really brought on a lot of imposter syndrome feelings because here's the thing about deciding that you are a joy farmer and you found your place in this world and you're feeling joy like you never thought possible, well, people might get the impression that you aren't allowed to feel unhappy once you found your joy. Like joy is something that can be stockpiled and pulled from whenever we need it, but we all know that that's not really how this works or even how joy farming was really intended to work. And for me, when I'm in a headspace like that, it can be really hard to share what brings me joy. And so that's why I couldn't get started on an episode. I just couldn't get past that feeling like I was pretending to be joyful when I wasn't by recording an episode. And now that I've had some time to reflect on it, I realize that that is not the case at all. Um, I see myself as just being really honest and transparent about what is really possible in life as far as feeling joyful and things you can do to create more joy. But you need to know that 
it's not always going to be that way despite your best efforts. And I think that that's really good because then that helps you feel normal when you're having a bad day or a bad mood. It's normal to have those things happen. And so I apologize for not just pushing through and putting out an episode, but this was a really good experience for me. And I hope that in turn that this ends up being a really good episode and information for you. Something else I had also been feeling is I'd also been feeling a tad unworthy of having joy in the first place. Like, how dare I make my mission joy when there are so many unjust things in the world happening that I could be focusing my energy on. But here's the thing about joy that I want you to know. We are all worthy of it. And I truly believe that when people have found their joy, they're more likely to find the strength, energy, and ability to tackle some of those injustices. So... Without further ado, let's talk about how we can prepare ourselves to get over a bad day or mood faster. So there are five things that I do, and some of these things are prep work kind of ahead of time. And honestly, uh, I hadn't really put this plan together until I ended up having a mood that lasted for so long. But I truly believe that if you put in just a tad bit of prep work that you can get over those feelings faster or maybe even prevent them from happening in the first place. So the first one is I make sure that I'm meeting my body's basic needs. And I know that sounds super obvious, but lack of sleep and lack of food are my two biggest triggers to making a bad mood worse or even bringing on a bad mood. I make sure that I keep some of my favorite snacks in the house at all times because When I can enjoy something that I love to eat that feels good to my body also, then it just kind of refuels me and resets me. So my two favorite snacks that I like to keep on hand are the Nusa brand lemon yogurts and also guacamole for avocado toast. Um, Both of those things are perishable and expirable, which makes my two things probably not ideal for keeping on hand. But I eat those for breakfast a lot, so it's not a big deal to just add those to my grocery list every week so that I've always got a few. And uh, a note about guacamole, which you probably already know this, but just in case you don't, um, making guacamole fresh is kind of a pain in the butt. So I buy the little tiny mini containers. They're just like, I don't know, maybe a couple ounces per container. They're the perfect amount to like slather onto avocado toast so that I'm not wasting a big old package of guacamole or like eating the whole thing. Not that there's anything wrong with eating a whole thing of guacamole. It's just for myself, that'd be a really expensive grocery budget habit. (laughs) So you can pick whatever it is that you like, but the things that I look out for is I want them to taste good um, and feel like a treat, but also make my body feel good. So that's why those are my two go-to snacks when I'm feeling just a little like hangry and I can tell that maybe a little food can make me feel better. So the second thing about meeting my body's basic needs is... I tend to lose sleep when things are really stressful, and the longer I am losing sleep because of stress, the longer those feelings linger. So so that I can shut my brain down when it's time to sleep, I have signed up for 
a monthly mindfulness subscription from Siri over at Creative Arts Farm. Um, I will link to this in the show notes so that you can go check it out as well. But basically, every month she sends me a 15-minute playlist of the crystal bowl sound bath that she does. And it's so beautiful. It just like completely resets my ears and my brain. And she also sends a yoga asana, a mantra, an affirmation. And there's a 20-minute restorative yoga sequence, which if you're having trouble sleeping, doing just a bit of restorative yoga can really help bring your mind back to the present and kind of smash out some of that white noise. So I highly recommend going and checking that out. And plus, I just love hearing Siri's voice. (laughs) Having her be the last person that I hear before I go to bed just feels really calming to me. So be sure and check that out if you tend to have trouble sleeping as well um, when things get a little stressful. So the second thing I do is I evaluate my daily rituals. Um, On days where I'm feeling like I'm losing control, a lengthy morning and evening ritual doesn't serve me. So I completely whittle them down to the parts that make me feel my best, which usually is just the things that physically make me feel good, like washing my face brushing my teeth, getting dressed, and going out and walking the garden. I cut out anything that feels extra aspirational, like my morning reading and my 15 minutes of garden weeding. Like I don't try to smash those things in when I'm feeling really pressured. The point of your morning routine is to really set you up for success for the day. And so by reducing the pressure that a morning routine can end up putting on you, it helps to kind of make that day start off just a little easier. So if you've been a person that's been thinking about starting a morning routine, but you're afraid that it's just too much, make a basic one. Like there is nothing like washing your face and putting on fresh clothes for a mood booster. Like I promise you. The third thing I do is I give myself some easy wins. Um, My to-do list can get kind of crazy, obviously, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Everybody's to-do list can get really out of control. But there are always things on it that can be done quickly with little thought. So last week for me, those things were making the kids eye appointments, scheduling their well kid and sports physicals, scheduling bills, and arranging meetings that I had been putting off, and making phone calls. I do not like the phone, but it's really quick and easy to make phone calls when you need to. So I grouped all those things together into a time block, and then I checked off all of those in about 30-ish minutes. And oh my gosh, it felt so good to accomplish something. So if you're feeling stuck and you're feeling in a bad mood about it, find those easy things on your to-do list and just get them done. It's like an instant endorphin boost. My fourth thing that I do is that I am not my worst enemy. So here's what I mean by that. On a bad day, that voice in my head can be really unnecessarily cruel. And you know what voice I'm talking about. We've all got it. So I silence it by giving myself the same advice that I would give to my best friend if she were facing whatever it is that I'm dealing with. Because the advice that I give my best friend is going to be filled with love and compassion, which is a complete polar opposite to that inner self-critic. And, you know, I have to tell you, I have my friend Sam over at Twisted Willows Farms. She is my co-host 
for the Drink and Farm podcast. I really have to thank her for bringing how bad my inner critic was to my attention because I am 100% a different and better person because of her pointing out how unnecessarily critical I can be of myself. Like the silliest things or like things that everybody makes mistakes on, I would totally rip myself apart. And she pointed it out to me one day and it's been a couple of years of work since she pointed it out to me, but oh my gosh, it has made such the difference. So now I have the ability to respond to my mistakes and bad days with self-compassion rather than self-criticism. And this practice took a few years of work. So if you don't have a Sam like I do, I will be your Sam and tell you that you do not need to be so hard on yourself on any day, but especially on a bad day that will not dig you out of that mood. So Approaching yourself and your days like you would to your best friend can really help you put into perspective and give you a goal for how you should treat yourself. You do not want to be your own enemy. So the last thing I do when I'm having a bad day or struggling is I do one thing. And the question I ask myself is, what's the one thing I can do right now that will take me down a better path than I'm currently on? And then I do it because once I start moving in a direction, it's kind of like physics takes over and I can't stop. And that momentum can get me completely unstuck when it feels impossible. And that was kind of how this podcast episode came to be. I did the one thing that I needed to do to get unstuck. I opened my laptop and then I opened a Google Doc. I started typing out notes about how I was really feeling and so on and so forth. And you get the idea. But I'm going to give you an even better example because I know that we have all struggled with this before. When I am feeling low, even though I'm having trouble sleeping, sometimes I can't get myself out of bed, which means that I am sleeping in far too late and not getting enough stuff done. And then I'm just adding to my stress. So when I'm stuck in bed because I'm not feeling great and I know that I really should get up because I know that it will make my day better, I ask myself, what's the one thing I can do right now to gently ease myself up? And for me, that answer is stretch a little in bed. And then while I'm stretching in bed, I can kind of slowly move myself over to my mat to continue stretching and releasing the tension in my body. For me, that helps make me feel better. When I feel like I've stretched long enough, I get up and I get my coffee And then once I have my coffee in hand, I go over and I wash my face, I get dressed, and then I take the coffee out to the garden. And when I'm done walking the garden and I've drank my coffee, I go over, do my animal chores, come inside, brush my teeth, and suddenly I'm a whole new person and it becomes a whole new day. So I hope that that kind of scenario helps you have an idea for what you can do when you wake up and kind of feel like you've woken up on the wrong side of the bed, even if it's the side of the bed you always sleep on. So in a nutshell, the whole point of this episode is just to let you know that the best thing you can do for yourself right now is to make a plan for how you're going to respond when you have a bad day. And just to recap, the five things I do is number one, meet my body's basic needs. 
and keep things on hand that help me do that at all times. The second one is evaluating and reducing my daily rituals. The third one is giving myself some easy wins. The fourth one is practicing self-compassion over being my own self-critic. And number five is doing the one thing that can help me move forward from whatever situation I feel stuck in. So I hope that this episode can help you get over your next bad day a little faster. And I really want to know, what would you add or change to this list for yourself? You can send me a DM on Instagram and let me know. I would love to hear it. I am at Joy Farmer Podcast over there. So until next time, farm what brings joy. Thanks for listening to the Joy Farmer Podcast. You can find links to everything we discussed today in the show notes over at joyfarmerpodcast.com. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at joyfarmerpodcast. Caitlin Dubin, the host of the Rural Woman Podcast, and Bev Ross, host of the Joy Farmer Podcast, have teamed up to create Positively Farming Media. Positively Farming Media is a podcast hub that connects and cultivates growth-oriented farm and food storytellers. We host a mastermind mentoring group that fosters connection and collaboration between podcasters, so you no longer have to produce your show within a silo. Each month in our member-only online community, new learning modules are released that are designed to increase your show's quality, listenership, and advertising opportunities. We also host two live calls every month so members can come together to collaborate, discuss what they've learned, and share new ideas. When you join today, you'll have access to the current month's modules and previously released modules so you can start growing your show right away. Positively Farming Media is committed to supporting and amplifying the voices of BIPOC farmers and podcasters. BIPOC members of Positively Farming Media Mastermind will have their membership fees waived indefinitely as a benefit in kind. Learn more and start building connections to fellow podcasters in the food and agriculture space at PositivelyFarmingMedia.com.